feels like forever. You know what? It does feel like forever since we've done this. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to the Um Actually Comics podcast. My name is Tristan Gallagher, and I am joined, as nice always, by <laughs> Bob, who has no last name. <laughs> I am singular Bob. I'm Bob, too, actually. Are you really? I was at Videoport. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They confused me with that guy from Devo. Um, <laughs> weren't you Bob? You were Bob Zaro at one point. I was, I, if I had any nickname at, at Videoport, it was Bob Seen Beast Teacher. Oh, nice. Because there was that movie called I, Obscene Beast Teacher. I remember and that. Someone wrote it on my account. <laughs> I remember there was, uh, at when I briefly worked at Newberry Comics, there was a Tony and a Bizarro Tony. Ah. So we had to differentiate Tony Malab from oh, uh, yeah. from the other Tony. I was Bob Zaro at Casablanca Comics. Wow, see? There's like... always there's always a Bizarro at, at <laughs> every comic shop. I had a Bizarro show. t-shirt that I think I still have, and I wore it all the time then. And uh, Chris, who worked there at the time, he called me Bob Zaro. And that was, I actually used that for a long time. That was my MySpace <laughs> name. Oh, MySpace. Oh, I miss it. <laughs> Dude, genuinely. Just put music on your Facebook page. Can't you do that? Yeah, I know, right? Just um, give me a top eight. Let me pick my favorite friends. Ooh, um, that was a pop. That right was the poppiest pop. Really sorry, I just did that to your ears. Oh, it's gonna be fine. It'll level out. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put some studio magic over it, and it'll sound great. Nice. I'm not really gonna razzle do that. dazzle. <laughs> I don't have any fucking <laughs> razzle dazzle. I do have razzle dazzle, but I do not ever have the energy to use it by the time we yeah, leave here. Because I will have worked ten and a half hours by the time I get out of this podcast. Yeah. So I'm like. Like, fuck that. I'm going home and I'm going to sit in a chair until I fall asleep. <laughs> nice. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> this time, I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm going to listen to the podcast <laughs> in the chair and fall asleep. Woo. All uh, right. No. Yeah. Anyway. Talk okay. About comics. Let's talk about comics. It's a great week. Mm. Um, and I, I pulled a pretty decent stack of comics for myself this week and I loved 90% of them. Nice. I'd say. Um, pretty exciting. Uh, yeah. So, firstly, we've got the 50th issue of Descender, or right. the 18th issue of Ascender, whichever you prefer. Uh, there is a 50th issue cover for, for Ascender hmm. that's done by Jeff Lemire, so that's kind of cool. Hmm. Um, cool. And there is a Barbarella comic. Barbarella 2 is out. Um, I don't think it's any good. <laughs> the last one was good, right? Was it Wasn't really the first one good? I think it was actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm only I saying that. I'm only saying that because I'm like I'm putting it up against the original Italian books, and I'm like, mm, yeah, you can't. what are you gonna do? You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't top that stuff. Nope. Uh, Batman Catwoman number six mm. is out. I am not reading it. Sorry, everyone. Also, ditto. Um, but you know what I am reading? I'm, of course, reading Batman Secret Files Clown Hunter number one. Yes. Uh, what a delight that issue was. I like this guy, Clown Hunter. Yep. I like the character quite a bit, and I really liked the issue, and it is so obvious that there was a skateboard under his feet when this drawing originally happened. I am so angry <laughs> that they took it out. He deserves oh, yeah, a skateboard. He, yeah. he 100% deserves a skateboard. You should do a variant. Cover. And I'm and I'm angry that he does not have one. But uh, this was a great issue, and I I think he's a wonderful character, and I can't wait for him to be used more. Yeah, it's cool. It's like if you were ever reading a Batman comic, you were like, why doesn't he just kill the Joker? And then DC was like, hey, let's make a guy that kills Joker that just wants to kill Jokers. Yeah. <laughs> he's up to 27 now. 
Nice. Um, he's still a teenager. I know. He's got so, so far future. to go. I also love, I'm, you know what, I, I can't mention this because it's a spoiler, so I will oh. leave it out. But uh, <laughs> great issue. Wait, what? <laughs> I was I was about to say something about a character that I was really into, and then I was like, "Oh right, from it's, the comic book yeah. of Clown Hunter." Yes. Oh. But unfortunately, that would be a spoiler to the end. I did not read it. Mm, it is good. But uh, I did get it. You know what is also good that I did not expect to be good, maybe because it's from IDW. Um, Bermuda is a wonderful, yeah. beautiful flipping comic, and. Yeah. Uh, I first issue was good. The first issue was. I didn't read this. One. I mean, I didn't read this one either. But the first issue was so good. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's I think cool. I, I like it's Nick awesome. Bradshaw. He's I cool. mean, that's. I mean, that's obviously the takeaway is that Nick Bradshaw is a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, but the the concept of the comic itself, because it's also it's written by uh, John Layman. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's uh, it's got pedigree. It does. Yeah. It's got somebody who it's I really top, like writing it, but it's also talent. it's also very. Um, I don't know it's a it's a concept that's kind of well trod mm. you know like this like land on mystical old savage land type island you know there's yeah. pirates there's it, it's a very like it's a very antiquated kind of story it's a story that you would get in the 30s yeah and you know island full of dinosaurs and crazy beasts and there's a there's a pirate whatever and, and it's, johnny cloud navajo ace right exactly yeah. like it's it's there there have been a jillion of these things Yes, it was. Uh, but but I like it. I like the fact that it's been updated, and I think it's uh, I think it's going to be great, and I would definitely recommend picking it up in trade when it comes out if you are not mm. following it now. Yeah. Um, and, and it is one of those books that, again, fucking IDW, man. It's hard to love an IDW book for me. Like, when I see an, an indie title come out from IDW these days, 10 years ago, or... No, less than that. I used to like experiment on every IDW title that came out because they had such quality. Mm. And then it seemed like they just kind of would let anything through the door for a while. And yeah. they were just leaning on their Transformers and their G.I. Joes and their yeah. Turtles. Is-is. And they were leaving all of their indie properties to, to kind of flounder. And I think that this is a step in the right direction for that company. Yes. Is what I will say. Um, Black Hat number nine is out. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, Black Hammer Visions number seven is out with an amazing cover. There are actually more than one amazing. There is I, more than one. I love cover. I love the Duffy cover. I I'm Which a big fan. Duffy that cover. is the that is the starlet sitting on the moon with the sort of oh yeah the sort of rainbow reflection. But I the other one I the one I got was a different one because I liked that other one better. Oh the I, also the the sea cover is crazy. Yeah. The Shizmu cover. Sure. I just uh, was like, ooh, this is cool looking. Yeah. There was a multiple. There's three covers for this comic, and I actually forgot to even open the cover of it. So I have oh, and there's no a very idea, but it's Cecil Castellucci who did yeah. uh, the Shade the Changing Woman series girl. for the yeah. the yeah Changing Girl. Yeah, I think that's who who wrote that, and she's done other stuff for maybe Marvel. I'm not sure, but uh, a writer who whom whom I I respect and admire, and I was like, cool, and I love the Black Hammer Vision series thus far. It's all been good. Yeah, uh, Blade Runner Origins number five is out, and uh, for anybody who was wondering what it would be like if uh, Gilbert Hernandez went to prison and <laughs> uh, was commissioned to draw pornos of all of the Love and Rocket stuff, uh, Blubber is out this week. Uh, and it is literally just, I mean, 
So far, it used I to be just it penguins. <laughs> it used to be penguins blowing each other. That was the uh, that was the original one, and now it is just straight hardcore pornography. Huh. I do not. It is like he has gone insane. I did uh, flip to the open first page cover, and it was like full frontal. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, like okay. straight on penetration. Like it is like it is pornography. Wow, it is legitimately pornography on every single page of that book, and it's like. Like, it really is. It's like prison pornography. Like, it's weird. Huh. I think he's, I think he might be going through something. I mean, the rest of the issues that have been coming out over the last year or so have all been very odd. Yeah, I haven't really paid much attention. Gilbert has never been my favorite of Los Bros. No. Uh, so, um, although he did do a couple of series recent, fairly recently that I actually did like. Yeah. Um, but I'm not so much into the... Love and Rockets pornography. <laughs> no, me either. Uh, damn it, clicky, clicky, cut it up. Oh, sorry. Is it this pencil? It's making <laughs> Def- noise? Definitely coming through. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Uh, cat- hear it. <laughs> Catwoman number 34. I'll crank up your headphones. Uh, okay, we got that. Uh, Catwoman's really good, by the way. Oh, just, it is. Just throwing it out there. We've been getting so many people jumping on Catwoman. It's great. Um, <laughs> jumping on Catwoman. Jumping on Catwoman. Rawr. <laughs> Rawr. Uh, Chainsaw Man Volume 6 is out, and God damn it, we'll never get Volume 1 through 5 back in, apparently. This, <laughs> this manga thing is terrible. Although... We just did Is our there first. A manga shortage? There has been a massive manga shortage. It's impossible to get a hold of anything. But I did just get my first order through uh, Penguin. Ooh. Penguin Random House. Mm. And I got when I got in there, they had like Akira and some volumes of Berserk and some volumes of Attack on Titan. And oh. so I was like, I did like a thousand dollar trade reorder through Penguin. So we'll. We'll nice. have a few various titles back in stock for manga, so I was very happy about that. Uh, okay, so we got Compass number three. I like Compass. I it didn't didn't move me personally. The first oh. issue was really good, and then I actually have read very few comics for the last month, so I haven't read the second <laughs> issue yet. But the first issue was really good. It's I that will say period piece thing yeah. of like uh, Crusade era. Uh, high adventure Indiana Jones style with a female protagonist kind of thing. Vox Machina Origins is out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a very confusing thing here that we got. Uh, if you like uh, Dark Knight's death metal, uh, you will love Dark Knight's death metal number one soundtrack with Rise Against in a flexi disc. Oh, <laughs> wait, you got that? Yes, I did, but huh. it's it's behind the counter. Oh, it's. A kind flexi of a, disc <laughs> comes with a flexi disc. Oh, it's a comic that comes with a flexi disc. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. With huh. a with a rise against flexi disc. Yeah. Because there's an album that's they're advertising in the modern day. There's like a full album of I Dark Knight's so, death yeah. metal. Yeah. Yep. It's like there's a ad for it in the modern the newest DCs. So confusing. Yep. All right. So we've got um, we've got more DC multiverse figures as well. So we've got the Batman with the metal men guitar. We've got the, uh, wonder woman with the chainsaw, wonder woman with the chainsaw, the, uh, King Robin, uh, and the Superman with, Superman a, weird with a weird arm. Is it doomsday? Is it dark side? I, I think don't it's know. dark side. I can't remember. And then if you buy them all, you get the Batman as dark, dark father, dark father. 
believe is what they're calling him. Yeah. We have Dynamite Lives, number three, out. It sure does. And we have uh, a new book from uh, Boom Studios called Eat the Rich. I like it. Which is, it's great. Um, it is very society-esque. If you are familiar with the Brian Usna film from the 80s, mm. uh, it has it has, a, it has a bit of that feel to it. Um, and it's got a bit of, I don't know. It's, it's definitely not about eating the rich. It is the exact opposite, but, uh, but <laughs> obviously about the rich eating more than it, it is, is more about the rich eating the poor. Uh, but it's very cool. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Very into this book. Yeah. yeah it's cool. I like High it. marks. Um, let's see. We've got the EC archives MD. So it's the everyone's favorite medical comics. Yeah, it's medical comics from EC Comics, which is actually much better than it sounds, but it still really not is. as good as uh, the psychiatry you know. ones, <laughs> which were insane. Those ones are in, quite actually literally. insane uh, and so 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 terribly wrong. Yes. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Reading those, you're just like, oh, it, it's like you uh, feel like you're watching a crime. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, this was really happening. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, oh no. man. You know what I read recently on a Facebook group that I'm part of uh, is, this is just a brief aside, the letters from uh, the final issues of the comics that got canceled before when EC like folded and imploded and then they just did mad and humor stuff. Um, They wrote these letters in the letters pages that were just like, fuck, we're done. God damn it. And it's just like, they're so great. You can find them in any of the old, I'm sure they're, you just Google them or whatever, but it's just like, wow, you want to, they were like, we tried, you guys. You 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 fucked up. The fucking commission fucked us. Like you know, yeah. I don't know. There's just there's just so that's uh, it's like this little resignation letter that so they sad. published. I love yeah. that they published it. Anyway, whatever. Do you, <laughs> do you remember? Um, I can't remember who it was. Somebody on this street closed down uh, the taco place like four doors down the oh. mexican joint that was like four doors down from here okay when they closed down they scrawled some sort of like like threat to the oh, governor yeah, or something no, it was, uh, mesa, verde. mesa verde yeah yeah i do remember that now that's it was right. so amazing i can't even remember what the what the note said but it was basically yeah. thanks for nothing assholes you can all, <laughs> like it was basically like portland can go to hell yeah pretty much <laughs> thanks for nothing yeah uh, sillies did something similar but they posted theirs on social media instead of yeah i actually you know there's something about like you know I loved I loved Sillies because she was like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to take this two and a half million dollar payout to sell my building. Everyone can go to hell. I couldn't make it work. I guess I guess I'm just going to have to live in just utter luxury the rest of my life. I'm so you guys are all assholes. You forced me to do Uh, this. My my favorite thing about that was that we ate there uh, right before that happened. It was like, I mean, my memory is that it was right afterwards. But it was it was right. not long anyway, and uh, the wait staff was uh, just fine, you know. Like yeah, we yeah, were, it was a birthday thing or whatever. And the lady came out and she was just like shaming her whole staff, and I was just like, "What the fuck, lady? Like, <laughs> calm down. Like, we're happy with our service. Like, she did every. She didn't even ask you for water, did she? <laughs> she just. I have such a problem with these people. I was just like." What's the problem? No, the She's definitely, fine. <laughs> definitely like, hey, let's just take this. I, I need to make an excuse for taking this money. Yeah. And it's like, lady, take the money. 
Yeah, okay. it I, did. Actually, now that I think about it, in in retrospect, it did feel like she was kind of acting. Kids, I love you all. I, I love all of the people who come here. I love you all. You're all wonderful. But if someone offers me two and a half million dollars <laughs> for this business, I'm going to fuck the hell off. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. That's just how it's going to go. I literally don't care who it is. Someone hands me a check for two and a half million dollars. I will walk out the door and not grab anything. I will go straight (laughs) to the bank. I will not lock up behind myself. That is the end. (laughs) You will put it in immediately, immediate deposit. (laughs) Waste no time. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred two and a half million dollars. I will do that. Uh, Good God. Anyway, that is not going to happen, so you will be seeing more of me. (laughs) Uh, Which makes us all happy. uh, Flash 773 is out. It's got a heat wave. It's yet another book that doesn't give me a two and a half million dollar check. <laughs> one of these days you'll get one. <laughs> There's got to be one. Uh, G fan number one thirty two. It's got Godzilla and he's fighting uh, Kong. I'm a fan of Godzilla. I am a Perhaps fan. Of I Godzilla. should check out this magazine one of these days. <laughs> it's great. It's it is not for the casuals. Uh, <laughs> like as somebody who considers themselves a fan of Godzilla, I will say that after reading a few of these issues of uh, of G fan. I'm not really a fan of Godzilla. It turns out uh, that there is yeah. a there is a level beyond what I understand to oh, be yeah. fandom. It's like it's like that Star Trek level of fandom that used to occur in the old days, like Trekker versus Trekkie kind of right, thing, like or that like, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Like I consider myself a huge fan of like Silver Age DC or whatever, and then I'll like get in a Facebook group and people will just be like, "Barb," and I'm just like, "Nope, that's not." I I'm a I'm pretty far into it too. Like, You're you are <laughs> like the fact that there are people that can that can talk you under the table. Oh, I could find on literally DC yeah is that freaks me out. Dozens, dozens and dozens and dozens. I don't think that's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> I well, think, I think that anything past where you are is terrifying. I think even at where I'm at is not necessarily <laughs> the most healthy. I mean, considering that I'm obsessed with the League of Challenger haters currently. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a deep dive. I don't even know what that is. Oh, can I tell you briefly? But please, please do. Uh, so I discovered, so DC thinks that the Challengers of the Unknown, because they were created by Jack Kirby, that that's like all they ever need to do. Right. So they have nine issues with Kirby, right? Yes. And that's, they've been reprinted. Yeah, a billion times. You have a collection of it on yep. the shelf. I know you do. You have at least two, in fact. From number nine until number 63, Challenges of the Unknown was drawn by a guy named Bob Brown, who also drew a lot of old Batmans. Like, basically, every time you buy a Batman comic that you think is drawn by Carmen, Carmine Infantino, yeah. and then you open it and you're like, oh, this art sucks, it's Bob Brown. <laughs> Except for it doesn't really suck, but you just think it does because it's you're not, expecting it's not Carmine. Carmine Infantino. Right. I know. It, it's funny. I'm Again, I'm not the biggest DC person, mm-hmm. but I know exactly what you mean because I'm a huge Carmine Infantino yeah, fan. Yeah. Oh, and man. so whenever I see something that I'm like, oh my God, oh, well, it's got one of those covers, one of these, I'll shoot this dog if you don't buy this cover, yeah. kind of Carmine Infantino covers, I'm like, oh shit, I got to pick this up. Yeah. And then I pick it up and I open it and I'm like, you're like oh, it's Bob Brown. This isn't right. Yeah, no. Some, something's wrong. Because here. when you're expecting that but anyway so Bob Brown was the replacement for Kirby and then a lot of the issues were written by people like um, uh, Bob Kaniger uh, the you know just uh, maybe um, Bob Haney I don't know who did them but they're crazy Silver Age crazy nice so all of these issues from number nine to number 63 are completely insane 
completely like every like I could describe like what happened in a single issue of one of them and like get it'd be a half hour and I'd have covered like a third of the issue like it's insane but there was this thing where uh, people who read the Justice League, the Boahaha Justice League from yeah, the yeah. 80s might remember this guy, Multiman, who was on the Injustice League that they had for, they were Justice League Antarctica, if you remember that. I don't remember that, but I remember um, Multiple Man. Well, not Multiple Man, Multi- Multiman. Multi-Man He's the guy who, every time you murder him, he comes back mm-hmm. to life with a new superpower. Somebody did, there was a, there was a Vertigo book that featured him prominently Ooh. that I remember. That's the only reason I know him. Nice. Um, well, Wait he, a minute. No. Because he came back as the Resurrection Man. Resurrection Man is a totally different guy. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Resurrection Man is this original character that came out. They just did an, ori- as like an a, original character who dies and comes back with a different superpower each time. Well, it's the same concept, but it's a different. It's, it's not multi man. Okay. Multi multi man was a guy who fought the Challengers, and but originally he drank like a potion and got a new power every time. And then they made it so that every time he died, he got a new power. But anyway, he's this little elf man. <laughs> <laughs> with pointy I ears. I wasn't ready for that. He's a tiny elf man, and he has little tiny little vestigial limbs, and he's the leader of a group called the League of Challenger Haters, and their whole deal is that they hate the challengers of the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's it. All of their crimes are based entirely on making the challengers suffer. They hate them specifically. They don't Man. care about, like, robbing banks for, you know, like, they just... And so it's multi-man and multi-woman who is a gigantic robot, like a like not like Godzilla size, <laughs> but like just like three times human size robot that is that he made. She changes shape just like he does. Jesus. Um, and he made her to be his mate because even though he's a super genius, he thinks he can mate with robots. And then there's a guy called Kra who's an alien robot. And then there's a guy called Volcano Man, who's a lava man who just says hiss a lot. <laughs> and that's the team. That's them. They're in. It's like snake and bacon. It is. It is literally, <laughs> literally. It is. It's. It's. Uh. It's. It's snake from Snake and Bacon. I'm, I'm delicious crispy bacon. Yeah. They'll. They'll be like ha 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 ha. ha. And the, the Volcano Man's just like. <laughs> like it's so good. I can't even I like. I love that. Shit. I guarantee. I guarantee any listener, if you are ever anywhere and you see any issue of Challenges of the Unknown between issue nine and sixty three, and you buy it, you will be absolutely entertained. That's amazing. Um, and particularly if you ever see number fifty five, that one is amazing. There's one where the Challengers have a island called Challengers Island, which has been used in oh, a yeah, lot yeah. of like more recent things. It existed as a prison for the League of Challenger haters. And so the whole reason it existed, it was just this island prison. Of course. On Christmas, they went to the island and just gave the Challenger haters shitty gifts for Christmas. <laughs> That's a thing that happened in an issue. They just like show up. They're like, hey, hey, we got these for you. These comic books, they're all in Chinese. <laughs> it's just like, the guy's like, Thanks. <laughs> you, just, you, wow. you, you jerks like they all hate each other and it's just this amazing it's it, it just it's so, so amazing and every issue is so crazy so crazy and the the kirby stuff is like so cool because it's like giant robots and giant yeah. tiki heads that come to life and all the kirby stuff that happens but the ones after him are just like what's the weirdest dumbest thing that we can possibly <laughs> think of and then that's like page two and then it goes from there to like Awesome. It's so good. Anyway, whatever. DC, reprint those. 
<laughs> yeah. Put them in trades. No one will buy them but me. But you will buy them. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> Sorry, know what? I just speaking, did that. Speaking of Ooh. things, no, I thought it was great. Nice. Uh, speaking of things that are really weird, and I can't believe anybody's buying it. Gamma Flight. What a fucking amazing comic. It's so good. Uh, Gamma Flight number three is out. Yep. If you are sleeping on this, I think I have all the issues in back stock. Nice. Uh, I Don't sleep on it. Highly recommend this book. It is. As good, possibly better than Immortal Hulk. I would. It's it, absolutely. It's verging. It's verging on better than immor- than Immortal Hulk. It's every bit as good, but it's yeah. a cool team book. So it's yeah. like, and uh, and I don't know. We had a conversation earlier about uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. If anyone listening to this is a fan of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, check out Gamma Flight. Interesting. You'll like it. It's like just take the weird characters that nobody cares about, that nobody yeah. did anything with, and then make this badass team yeah. out of them. Which is always good. I mean, that's that's always my favorite stuff. Also, if you've only seen Legends of Tomorrow season one and two, do not fight me because those seasons suck. <laughs> Godzilla, Monsters, and Protectors, number five. You get both. It's a twofer. <laughs> um, Good Boy Magazine from our friends at Silver Sprocket hmm. is out. Yeah, it's the greatest comic book magazine of all time, according to the cover, I think it says. Yes, and also you need to read comics or go to hell. Oh. Also according Ouch. to the cover. Well, I'm glad I'm going. It is, it is 999 cents. Um, Gotham City Monsters trade paperback. I thought this was a fun series. Um, what was this one? The it. it was Frankenstein, uh, Killer Croc. Oh, uh, like the, like the Grant Morrison Frankenstein. Yep, Grant Ooh. Morrison Frankenstein. How did I know? It was this? King Shark and uh, and the shitty Lobo. That was the only the only bad part Ooh. was that it had shitty Lobo in it. Oh, like the Twilight Lobo. Yeah, Twilight Lobo. <laughs> It had Twilight Lobo. God, that was like, of all the terrible decisions that DC ever made. What the fuck, man? I mean, they were. It's that thing. Let's change the thing that you like so that you get really mad and demand the thing that you like to come back because they were just. Yeah, they knew Coke did. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, Heavy. Oh, sorry. Guardians of the Galaxy, number 17. Mm, Featuring both quasars. So many quasars. <laughs> oh, quasar is going to make a comeback. Quasar is going to rules. I will be shocked if quasar is not in the new Guardians of the Galaxy. That would be, yeah. that would blow my mind if he didn't show up in that. Yeah, uh, or her, or ooh, that would be even better. Mm. Um, Heavy Metal three oh nine is out. There is a trade paperback collection of Heroes Reborn, which was that wacky. All the heroes are in a different universe and yeah. are all... That thing that was really good, but nobody bought because mm. it had terrible covers. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. And the trade dress continues to suck on this trade paperback. Oof. Get rid of it, They Marvel. did not fix it. This was a good series. You it's ruined so it with weird. your covers. I got to say, the last two really good Marvel series definitely got got screwed over by people being sick of Marvel doing crossovers. One mm. of the best things that Marvel has done in the last 10, 15 years was Secret Wars. That comic ruled. Hmm. Like that the cross- Hickman Secret the Wars. The Hickman Secret Wars was so good. And it's like, and you see panels from it floating around the internet when people are like, oh, you want to see a badass moment from comics? Check this out. It's the thing, but he's a wall. And, the, you know, they're like, 
all these little you see them all over the place i see them in comics groups constantly as mm. the like look at what cool stuff you can do in comics you know the the thanos uh having his spine torn out by doom <laughs> that scene yeah. when he's like and he's like uh i'm immortal and I'm, i can take care of you and doom just holds his corpse and he's like apparently he couldn't <laughs> suck it yeah and drops him loved that yeah yeah, that one didn't have bad trade covers though. That, no, that was that was beautiful. just like yeah. It's weird to me that, that was, finally that, that was crossover just, fatigue finally became a thing. Because, that was like, the one. That was where crossover fatigue hit in this store yeah, at least, yeah. where it was like Avengers versus X Men. People could not get enough of it. People were stoked on it. They huh. bought the shit out of Avengers versus X Men. We sold probably a hundred copies of that first issue, wow. um, and then you know, then down the road, that was when it hit. Hmm. Um, I think everybody expected Spider-Man to die in that comic, too, for some reason. Um, I'm not sure why, but I, it, I remember that being a a, a conjecture at the time, <laughs> that they were going to kill Peter Parker in that issue. Uh, well, maybe um, they had just done the Miles oh, they, Morales. They might have also just solicited Superior Spider-Man. Oh, right. That might be why. Yep. Um, so we've got uh, an interesting book out this week. Um, a thing called Heroes Union, the Cosmic Crusade. This is uh, a what is called a binge book. It's from this guy who has called the store a few times <laughs> to get me to buy his books. Um, he was a writer on Seinfeld <laughs> and a few other things. Oh. He's, uh, he's an interesting dude. And this book uh, sported something that made me a little more drawn to it than normal. The art is by Severin. Not seven. Oh, sorry. Uh, d- oh, fuck. It is by Ron Friends and Sal Buscema. Sal Buscema. That was what I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, he inked it. Ron Friends drew it. Ron Friends Which is, is crazy. Honestly, like, I can't believe how good the art is in this book. Yeah, it's very like, good. Like, g- given, I mean, Ron Friends, it doesn't surprise me that Ron Friends is still kicking it. Because, like, he's not, like, but Sal Buscema is yeah, got to so be old. in his 70s. And so still, old. the inks are, like, this this book slays art wise. Yeah. It's like Ron friends is such an underappreciated, um, eighties and nineties yeah. artist. Like my favorite, one of my favorite Spider-Man artists, because like whenever he would do a Marvel book, he would, um, and, and I suppose the same is true for DC. Uh, he was but on I just, all the good, the good star Wars issues. Too. He did. Yeah. With him, he was inked by Tom Palmer. So he was the first, he was one of the first star Wars artists that I really liked, but also like when he did Thor, he did it like Kirby and mm-hmm. did like a just pitch perfect Kirby. And when he did Spider-Man, which was my first Spider-Man issues, he did like just pitch perfect Ditko. He would yeah. just like not, He's, but like not mm, copy, like just kind of embody, take what was good right. about those artists and bring that so it felt like classic it, it just felt classic and then he was the major thunderstrike he was the thunderstrike yeah. artist oh i remember that uh and uh, that was not quite as good I, uh, you know honestly thunderstrikes i i bet you'll see thunderstrike people come have, back people have talked this up actually you know i think he's going to be one of these guys that's going to have a resurgence yeah not, not the character i mean friends oh, okay because I do hear I do hear Thunderstrike his issues of that. I remember that being a thing that people were like, "No, you got to go check this out. It was really good and it's like it's just because he had stupid looking hair doesn't mean yeah. that the comic was bad. Just because his costume sucked." Yeah. You know, it doesn't it mean it was a bad. Comic. I would posit that his costume didn't suck that bad, but you know, it's um, just the I mean, it's it had a Nightwing yeah. collar. 
Yeah, it was you the nineties. It did it did the Nightwing disco collar, which was kind of rough, and, and it he was, reinvented and he reinvented it like a bunch of times. It yeah, kind of changed true. style with the times as it as it was coming out, it which in the nineties was every five months, right? Yes, uh, but yeah, no. Um, I've seen a lot of heat from people being like, "Yeah, everybody shits on Thunderstrike, but it was yeah. actually badass." Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. No, really. I hear that a lot. Um, and and Ron Friends just kills. Like he's just really good. So anyway, he did this Heroes Union, which has like these weird. Um, it's got a silver agey kind of comic book feel to it. Uh, I didn't get a chance to really plow into the, um, the story of it, but the art of it just looked like I was like, I couldn't believe how awesome it looked Yeah, like given the, you know, like just kind of the seasoned creative team of it. Absolutely. Like, um, and I, I do really love that the Captain America guy, uh, in it is like, he looks like, uh, like the Patriot, that yes. guy like yeah, with yeah. the tri-corner hat and like, uh, it's. <laughs> And there's a guy uh, that's like literally like kind of like a booster gold kind of situation where what was it called? Like the something cola something like it's like this <laughs> guy right. is yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the I can't remember. He's anything. the sellout. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a sellout guy and like uh, speedster and kinda, yeah. It's, like a yeah, it's, book. it's one cool. of those things. Very silver agey. Very silver agey. Uh, we got home number five of five. That thing finishing up now. Uh, homesick pilots number eight. I have fallen off this, but I will come back to it because I, I have off. so far loved the book. It did start really good. Um, Iron Man number eleven. Frogman's back. Fro- <laughs> that's all I care I about. I mean, that's there's the there's your takeaway. Yeah, he's only in three. Um, Jupiter's legacy continues to suck. Um, <laughs> uh, nobody's surprised. Mm. Uh, Kang the Conqueror number one. The origin of Kang. Holy shit! Well, okay. So this is, I mean, he did. This is the origin of Kang, and he has already had an origin, but he's had several origins. He's, yeah, he's one of like those characters. The most confusing character in comics. Exactly. And so now that he's become this big linchpin of yeah, the of the Marvel Loki. universe because of Loki, they had to go and fix him. And reading this comic, I love it. Ooh. I legitimately loved Ooh. this comic. I thought it was gonna be a nothing burger. But you know what? I didn't think that because I knew that they were going to put a lot of heat behind it because right. they needed to explain him and they needed to hire someone to fix his fucking origin. Right. And, and also like they have now like the thousands of people right. who entirely read comics based on what they see in the Marvel shows. Exactly. So like they're like, who's Kang, you know? And Exactly. So I knew this would be something that new readers would be like, okay, let's get into this. And it's the thing that we've criticized Marvel for so many times when it's like, Oh, hey, there's a new Thor comic out. What's going on with Thor? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> uh, oh, what's going on? Oh, well, new Spider-Man came out. I can't wait to... What would? What can you sell me for a new Spider-Man book? Oh, Dr. Octopus is Spider-Man right now, right as the new comic came out. So Peter <laughs> Parker's not there. We've got a Miles comic, but he's also not Peter Parker from the movie that you just said you liked and you want to read something from that character. <laughs> Shit, Marvel, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, and here is what Marvel is now doing. They are doing the right thing and releasing a great comic book explaining the origin of a character that is very complicated. Mm. And this is this is the kind of supplemental material to Marvel Cinematic Universe that I want to see. Yeah. And it's also the comic character. Yeah. It's also, if you, if you want to blame someone for Kang being complicated, <laughs> it, it, his name is Roy Thomas. Yeah, 100%. But also, they bring all of that stuff in. All of the... all of Ramatut, Immortus. 
all of that stuff is, I mean, it's a big part of this story and, yeah. and they do a very good job of making it make sense. There's a real tragic backstory to this character. They explain his immortality in a way that is horrifying and brilliant Whoa. at the hmm. same time. Interesting. Just why he is, because his curse is that he is trapped in time and that he can never die and that because of decisions that he has made and the way that he tried to fix his life and he continues to try to fix it for eternity, this story is fucking cool. You hmm. need to check it out. Nice. If you gave a shit about the character after Loki and you want to know more, read this. Nice. Good job, I Marvel. love it. Yeah, exactly. I, like, really good job, Marvel, on doing this. I want to talk about something else very specific. Um, we can... Uh, also mention uh, Killer Queens number one, crazy space sci-fi gay. Yeah, it's like it's like the it, honestly it reminded it reminded Here. me very much vamp. of oh I'm gonna vamp so Killer Queens just kind of reminded me of um like the DC like 60s like space uh, taxi kind of shit but like with gay characters. I love that it's space taxi. That's great. Yeah, I mean, kind of like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't uh, honestly. I, I I did more of flip through it than read. You know, it's not a review. You read it yourself. Right. Yeah, you can yeah. review it yourself. But uh, no, it looks. But cool. it looked very kind of fun. Like take on the like the kind of tropes of like the Silver Age, like strange adventures kind yep. of stuff. But just like queer. Yep. Exactly. Know? So look great. Um, before we get to anything else. Ooh. I'm going to skip to this new thing that is going to be a big thing that we're going to do. Uh, it ties into an event that is coming up at Coast City Comics in October. Uh, this is Monsters Attack by wow. our by Portland's very own Mort Todd. No way! This oh. is the ultimate collection. So Mort got the rights back for Monsters Attack which is his comic. This is probably why I had Severin on the brain, uh, ah. because he wrote a bunch of stuff that Severin did the art for, and this is all done on newsprint, and this is his monster mag that he got to do it cracked. Like, so little punk rock Mort, who's, like, hanging out with uh, Stiv Bader and all these other, like, punk rock legends at this time and editing Cracked Magazine, doing a bunch of drugs and reading, like, horror magazines. He's like, hey... Horror magazines are dead. We need to bring them back. Like, there was nothing going on. And so what you get is this amazing hybrid of Monster Magazine and uh, and Fangoria. So you get, you know, and Ditko. You get Ditko doing, you know, horror stories that Mort wrote. And on the next page, you get an interview with Robert England or Sam Raimi. So in this, uh, Mort interviewed Sam Raimi, like right after evil dead came out, you know, like he was on the cutting edge of cool shit. That's the deal is that he was there. He was doing cool things. And, uh, and we are going to have, uh, a signing on what would be first Friday of October. I'll tell you more when we get closer to it, but Mort's going to be here. We're going to have our own edition of Monsters Attack in hardcover. They will be limited to 50 copies in hardcover, signed and numbered by Mort Todd. He will also do a head sketch inside the, head, inside the cover because he likes us, and we're going to only have 50 copies 
copies of this book. It is a big deal. It is awesome. And this thing fucking rules. Uh, so I want to, I want to make sure that everybody knows to come and get one here, you know? Yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm also going to say, uh, Mort is my favorite, uh, employer I've ever had. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I worked for him. Ugh. He was my boss. Oh, he was great. Right. I can't imagine working for Mort. Oh, it was so great. <laughs> Seriously. He advocated for me to get more money. He advocated for me to get paid when the person didn't want to pay me. Like That's he was true. he he stood up for the creatives. He like oh, he was he, he was and awesome. This is this is the other thing is that he does that. You know, there are a lot of things that I may disagree with with Mort politically. Oh, sure. But outside of our our liberal conservative fight <laughs> that we uh, always have i always appreciate what he believes in he somehow manages to be a conservative that i agree with in a lot of cases mm-hmm. and he so conservative it's weird it is it's really weird <laughs> it's that libertarian thing that people who did a lot of drugs get into yeah. um a lot of the old punk rock guys from his oh, generation yeah, have so become conservative in their yeah in their years i mean whatever my but dad's I mean, conservative. I love my dad. Yeah. Whatever. But it's but it's interesting. And so he, but his deal, I mean, he took on DC Comics for the old yeah. Silver Age creators. He, his middle finger flipping is to a level that yeah. I could I only mean, got, aspire to. Like when he got Severin, but not just like when he got Don Martin to leave mad <laughs> for Cracked because it was like, why would he do that? Because like he had someone arguing for, yeah. you know, Exactly. The things that he needed. And more than that, think about, do you remember when the Charlton Arrow came out? Yeah. He was literally saying, I backed it. DC Comics, guess what? You don't own these characters. (laughs) You don't. And I believe in this enough that I'm going to send you copies of the Charlton Arrow with all of these quote unquote DC copywritten characters like Blue Beetle and all these characters in it and Go ahead. Try to sue me. I would love to see you take me to court because I will bring the creators in and they will fuck you over. He was basically like hoping that they would go to court. Yeah, and they never did. And they never did. They were too afraid to go to court over it. Yeah. And it's like, man, balls. I gotta, you gotta give him that. And also, I love him to death. And this book is like it, it's just one of the coolest fucking yeah, this things is, uh, ever. Oh, yeah get, getting back you i just went over and grabbed this uh this book it's, that you had over there like i said I I was like, the oh, things shit. i mean again there's an interview with fucking sam raimi right after evil dead came out <laughs> there's like it's yeah this thing is also it's i love that it's perfect. a hardcover that's like printed on, on like newspaper kind of garbagey like yeah i mean it's not garbage well, it, it it's is the, nice it's the same it's thing like, that it was printed when cracked printed it yeah it's pulpy it's, it's like it's, it's old got, cracked paper that's what i want and i see and that's gene why, colon in he, here gene colon uh ditko severin colon uh, toth alex toth i know it's absolutely batshit yeah. So this is uh, great. I will obviously say that this is not on our website right now. You can't order this until we do this thing, which is going to be whatever first Friday is in October. We will have a signing. We'll have all that. Uh, like I said, all of ours are going to be signed numbered editions, and he will do specific head sketches in each one that he sells that night. And uh, these things are amazing. 
Yeah. And this will be the Coast City edition. So how is it? Will the Coast City have a different like cover? Or there's like... no there's no cover difference or anything. It's just going to have different uh, indicia on the inside. It's literally mm. going to have a separate page that's going to be in ours. That will be the like it'll have a, a little signed numbered thing on the first page, specifically for Coast City. Nice. Yeah. I'll get one. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. I will be there. I'm like this is this is such a cool property. So yeah, you got like Pat Boyette, you got uh, Gray Morrow, the gr- fucking Gray Morrow. Yeah, yeah, the, it's you name it, and it's just so crazy that like Mort wrote most of the stories that are in there, <laughs> and so they're like, you know, it's just like, oh, he wrote this for whatever Ditko or whoever. Yes, John Severin. John Severin just yeah. If you ever wanted to see John Severin draw Freddy Krueger <laughs> or like also the story, Jason. one of the I think it was Severin that did the story, did Mort's story about the little kid who looks like Eddie Munster who's like a vampire, <laughs> and he just keeps murdering his fellow children that bully him, and it's like the pretty much the whole story is just him killing other kids on the playground. It's like it's so not a thing that you could ever publish right now. <laughs> there's a there's an interview, uh, sorry, like a prose thing, the history of Frankenstein and Boris Karloff, and all of the illustrations are by Gene Colan. Yeah, this is cool. It's it's just it's mind-bogglingly cool. Yeah. So, yes. So come to this event, and if you don't, hopefully we will will probably have. I mean. When it comes to $40 hardcovers about monsters, I have a feeling we'll have some left over at the end of the signing, and so we will have them in store. Um, I doubt we're going to sell out. You might, though. But also we might. I would advise showing up. I would advise showing up. Um, okay, so... Cellar jelly. <laughs> so that's... Uh, I will end there, and I will move on to what else is... is uh, you left off at... Lazarus Risen. Lazarus Risen. Number six. Yep. Uh, and Legends of the Dark Knight number four is another oh. thing. Uh, there is a, a manga out called Level One Demon Lord and the One Room Hero. That is a thing. Uh, Man Eaters Cursed number two is out. That is the uh, the menstruating women turning into cat monsters book. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love shortening that down to its basic level because it's hilarious uh, Marauders number 23 is out and the Marauders trade paperback volume 3 is out as well uh, Gary Duggan holy crap love it to death it is it's one of the more fun X titles going on and I will also say that this week is a good week for X titles everything is coming to a head and all the shit that's going on right now I am so into so into um and also they are reprinting a bunch of silver age marvel stuff in digest form mm. in like slightly undersized digests like that spider-man we like talked the about. spider-man that we had this week it's x-men and it is a 16 dollar like i don't know 20 25 issue yeah. trade it's, it's great a good collection it's it's great stuff all the early x-men stuff and uh, Miles Morales Annual, the tie-in to the big Infinity whatever. Uh, also featuring that character Amulet. Also featuring Amulet from Miss Marvel. I will say that I was nonplussed by it. Mm. It was not as good as the rest of Miles has been up mm. until now. 
Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt graphic novel volume 16. Uh, there's a lot of heat on that right now because there's a lot of talk about a Mobile Suit Gundam movie in the works. Uh, Moon Knight number two. Holy crap, what a good issue. Nice. Loved this. If you want to see Moon Knight beat up a bunch of geriatrics, guess what? No, he doesn't actually so, ever get to beat them up, unfortunately. On my list. But they were they were going to beat him up. Um, and this is... Uh, I thought that they were never going to get as good as the Moon Knight, that had, as the last Moon Knight series. I thought that they would never bring it back to that level. But they have taken all of the hints from that series and they have put them into practice and this, I think this series is top notch. Hmm. I think this issue in particular shows a level of why he's not just Marvel's Batman anymore and isn't at all Marvel's Batman. Like, everything about him is different. But I mean, there was a time when it was an attempt to be that. Oh yeah. And it is so far removed. This was all half of the issue took place inside his head Mm. and and in a way that is not just like one of those like oh you're dreaming whatever it's like no 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 he has a mindscape that is part of his power set and it's fascinating and i really liked what they did with it Hmm. um and I, I don't know. Has a series coming out? He does. He has yeah. a, a TV Maybe series, a TV I believe. Show, yeah. yeah. And this, I just, I cannot say enough good things about this issue. And I, I, I would, I would definitely say, if you thought that you were going to like this, get on it. We have plenty of back issues. The first issue. Cool. I'm so sold on this one. Nice. Um, we have second printings of Nice House on the Lake, uh, number two. Don't know why I think we still have first printings of Nice House on the Lake number two, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> actually a pretty good series. That's great. Uh, okay, speaking of great issues, there were a lot of great issues this week. Uh, Nightwing explains where they're going with this series, and oh, cool. it's so, so good. Yeah, I'm all about the new Nightwing. I haven't read this, this one yet. This choice is big, and it is so good. I don't want to spoil anything, but I want to say that I think we have reached a point in our society where superhero fantasy fulfillment can go a different direction. And that's where it goes in this, where it's the things that you want to see, where you're like, you know, you think about there was a time when it was like you've read a Batman comic and you're like, man, I can't believe people abuse kids. I would love to see Batman break somebody's jaw who abuses kids. Sure. You get that and you get that out of your system and that thing goes away and you can kind of it's a catharsis for that kind of societal ill in this world. The societal ills have become very big and very rich and the catharsis in this issue is essentially a financial catharsis and I thought it was exactly the direction it needed to go and exactly the thing that needed to happen to make it not like Matt Fraction uh, because it is yeah it did have like some surface I mean, level characteristics in, in it's, common it's hard it's hard to ignore especially with the dog especially with the dog and the apartment building and like I mean it was like it was very similar but but it has diverged, and I, I I just I can't say enough good things about this issue. Nice, I Brilliant. can't wait to read it. I love this series. 
Me too. Noctera, another series I very much like. Did not read this issue, but I have been digging it. Uh, Radiant Black number seven is out. Runaways by Rainbow Rowell and Anka. Uh, Trade Paperback three is out. Sacred Six, the sexy, sexy lady vampirillas <laughs> and jaguaras and etc. etc. Video and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> sexy pants. Nobody likes pants in this comic. <laughs> They are anti-pants. Nobody, nobody's a guy, and nobody likes pants. <laughs> Sacred Six. <laughs> There's also Savage Hearts number two by that guy. Citizen. Yes, Aubrey, Aubrey Citizen. Uh, there is Save Yourself number three, which I loved the first issue. I didn't read the second one. We, It was weird. We had stupid damages on the second one, and I just kind of forgot to read it. Uh, but I I think this this plan is brilliant. We've got these crazy superheroes who are, you know, the guardians of this this version of the world, and this this young girl idolizes them and is in love with one of them, and finds out that they do terrible things, and oh yeah, then still kind of gets taken under the wing of one of them and kind of is like being brought into their inner circle, uh, and she's so infatuated that she's kind of forgetting, forgiving the the terrible things that they do. Uh, it's it's an interesting book. Uh, Scooby Doo, where are you? Have they found him yet? I mean, really, like, where are you at? I'm just checking in, <laughs> where are you man. At, dog, where where are you at, actual dog? Um, SDCC Godzilla smashes stress dolls. They Ooh. are. Little squishy Godzillas that you can smash. They are massively overpriced because they are San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. They're 35 bucks. They're bigger than you think they are, but they're still 35 bucks for three of these little, like, doggy chew toys in a set. <laughs> Don't give them to your doggy. Do not. They are made of that, like, uh, stress ball material, and yep, the dog will dog just will swallow them. them. Um I still think they're awesome. <laughs> I don't know if they're $35 awesome. I think they're pretty fucking cool, though. Uh, second Chance is number one. You're paying for the exclusivity. I know you are. Ugh. Um, says somebody who just made a $30 variant for a comic. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I should not have done that. But it's cool. I know it is. <laughs> um... Let's see. I'm and I'm doing another one, but we're gonna try to keep the price down on this next one. Oh, we're gonna try to figure out how to do our exclusives and like, we're gonna rock bottom. The, like, so you know, they pay for the art. They do, you know, like all this stuff, and we aren't aren't gonna attack on any things. And maybe we can get like, I think we can do fifteen bucks for these exclusives because oh, wow. that's that's Jeez. like my markup. So. Wow. Should be okay. Wee. Wow. And also, it's a secret, but I'm going to tell you because nobody's listening to this podcast at this point. People are listening. Uh, one of the things that's really awesome about this one is that it's for an MMORPG uh, that one of my friends writes for. Uh, it is a uh, it is a, a thing called Epic Tavern, if anyone plays it. It's a massive multiplayer online and uh, and my friend Sean writes it, and we are doing an exclusive cover, uh, I believe, with Steve Levine uh, cool. of, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fame and of our awesome comic sh- shop together for, <laughs> for three years, uh, Shellback. Um, but in this thing, everybody who gets a cover gets to put an item into the, into the world. 
based on that only exists from their shop. And guess what we got? So there's a there's a snowboarding event in this game. So an item that you can get from us and no one else, the snowboard of the Rad Wraith nice. <laughs> will be the exclusive item. And it has amazing powers in this game. So Ooh. yes, I'm very excited about that. Nice. So it's our that's actually the first piece of Rad Wraith merch. I mean, well, or virtual merch, virtual for, mirth, mer- merch. Since virtual we since we signed merch. up with uh, with the uh, Black Caravan, so uh-huh. pretty cool. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Shazam! 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 <laughs> Number two of four. Shazbot. Nanu nanu. I, seriously, there has to be a Shazbot. A Shazam bot. There has to be a Shazam yeah. robot called Shazbot. Well, there's Mr. Adam. He's a guy who fought Shazam, who was a robot. There's got to be a Shazbot. Uh, Sinister War, number three. Yep. It's pretty sinister. If you want to see people beat Spider-Man up for 20 issues, 20 Holy pages, God, man. He just uh, gets beat up. He's all. literally like begging people to not kill him. Please in this stop, comic. Please stop like, beating me up. Nothing I want in a Spider-Man comic more than just him <laughs> begging people not to murder him. There's literally hundreds yeah. of of his villains attacking him and just like he just runs He's away literally constantly. just laying there limp in, in their arms saying please you're better than this don't kill me uh, and he's got webbing holding his guts in basically oh. but, I, I think it's just keeping Gross. him from bleeding wow but same thing so a uh, little on the over the top side but Obe- but I'm actually enjoying it, so whatever. Nice. Spider One number fourteen. I have no idea what's going on. Neither do I. Star Wars sixteen. We're tying into that uh, war where there's some bounty hunters. It's still they're still warring over the hunt. The hunt. Yep. We've got uh, yeah. Star Wars Adventures number eight is out. Cool Star Wars that. High Republic Adventures number seven is out. Nice. And Star Wars Bounty Hunters number three is out. Another part of that war. It's part of that freaking war, man. Hmm. These Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Okay, and we've got a we've got probably one of my most one of the most exciting things this week is the Starman Compendium. Ooh. If you are one of the few people out there in the world of comics or a younger person who hasn't read this, uh you got to get on it. Holy crap. This is one of my I don't know the top top five. Yeah, I think this maybe was, top this was a huge like when everybody was I saying mean, like the '90s was yeah. like the dearth of comics. I'm just like that's when I mean. Although I kind of this is kind of a 2000s if you think it about is. it. It started it was in a late like '90s or something. It was like late that. '90s. It it started out of zero hour. Yeah. It was one of the launches. There was a zero issue that was the first issue. But like from from the jump, this was like the best comic on on DC's yeah. slate. This and it's interesting because like Sandman was obviously this big deal because it it told a bunch of brilliant stories, but Sandman cheated because it told a bunch of stories that were not related. This was a character, it was a family and it was driven by the character and their villains and the the world. Mm-hmm. This is a superhero comic yeah. that was elevated to literary levels 
in the way that Swamp Thing was, but Swamp Thing, again, cheated because Swamp Thing could be anything. You, you can do whatever you want with him. He's just a monster in the swamp. It was a superhero series that advertised its first issue with an Oscar Wilde quote as yeah. the byline, <laughs> if that tells you anything. Uh, yeah. One of the nice things that I like about Jane, or uh, and and that I liked about James Robinson at the time. And the reason why I got Starman from the beginning was this, this followed right after he did the golden age, which was such a good series still hands down. One of the best, like people say Watchmen and stuff. And I'm not going to argue with that. Like I like Watchmen, but I think the golden age is like even, I I think the golden age is better than Watchmen myself. I have no problem. Wow. Uh, I think it is a masterful comic book storytelling. It is so good. Paul Smith's art is so good. The story is like, if you read it with no preconceived notions like I did, and then like there were things in there that I should have gotten, like as a reader, I should have known were coming and just totally like was so engrossed in like the, the thing that was cool was like, I don't want to go too far afield, but, um, I read All-Star Squadron as a kid. I really liked that. And it was that Roy Thomas thing of just like over explaining everything through the publishing history. Like somehow with him, like the publishing history of the old comics was the story itself. And he would find ways to be like, here's a reason why Wonder Woman was, you know, not in the first, the second issue, whatever, you know, it doesn't, it it was all this continuity, deep, deep continuity, but based on the timeline of the actual publishing history of the comics whereas robinson took those characters and actually gave them characterization yes golden age was the first time that like alan scott had like characterization a personality all of these guys so many guys in that that like johnny quick whatever um sandman for god's sake yeah yeah um manhunter all those guys but one character that got deep characterization that had literally no characterization was starman the golden age starman ted knight and this story continues into the modern day ted knight is is obviously like the patriarch of the knight family and then you're following jack knight but he has two sons david and jack and and David wants to be a superhero. David Jack does. does not. Yeah, David and actually appeared in in another comic first. Yes, uh, of the the Will Payton Starman series from the nineties. Yeah, this. Um, oh my god! But Jack Knight was just so cool because he didn't those want annual, to be those annual issues. Jesus Christ! Uh, the ones where oh they god, the talking with David. David. Yeah, and you know if you haven't read Starman, we won't talk about like literally what happens in the very first issue, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, this is cool because it's like it's a beautifully designed omnibus of Starman was an 80 issue finite series. And since the end of the series, he has not appeared in a single comic book. Other than, well, actually, that's well, not true. Yeah, he has like they showed him like here and there, like as like a, just like a single, you know, yeah. like panel with him in it or whatever. But he hasn't ever they haven't brought the character back for whatever reason he must have made some deal with them because there's like like they brought the watchman back and they haven't brought jack knight back i think they just don't care i don't think that's true though i think Mm, that there's a deal i think there's a deal in there where he was like i'll do this but like because the other thing that you have to remember about starman is that it is the last uh one of the last books that archie goodwin edited archie goodwin died before the series ended yeah and was like the guiding kind of like it would never have happened if it wasn't for for Archie Goodwin. And right. that's one of the things that makes it great. 
Anyway, whatever. Omnibus is out. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. TLDR. <laughs> um, yeah. Omnibus of Starman is out. It's really good. Yep. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Speaking of great things. So good. This, this book is the best super book I've read in um, a dog's age. Yep. Um, <laughs> Speaking of dog's ages. Let's, no, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that dog's <laughs> age. Uh, Superman, Red and Blue, number six. This is actually really good. Really good. There's another, uh, Tom King wrote the Supergirl. He also wrote a story in this with Paolo Rivera doing the art. That looks really good. And yeah. Matt Wagner has a story in it. Oh, nice. Um, and there's there's other really good stuff. Uh, one of the covers is by Doc Shaner. This this particular issue, um, and there's been some good ones in this Superman series, actually. Uh, the other one um, who's in there is... Uh, the turtle artist Sophie Campbell. Yeah, and I love the her treatment, her black what, her black and or sorry, yeah. blue and red yeah. treatment. It's all line art. It's so cool. It's very smart. Very neat. Um, Tales of Harrow County, Fair Folk number two is out. Nice. Uh, the Marvels number four is out. Love the phenomenal, I know. phenomenal series. I know it's not setting sales records, but it's uh, not. But it should be. It's so good. Uh, Time before time number four. I have not kept up with this, but I like the first two. Nice. Uh, Truth and Justice, number seven, has a really great B cover with Zatanna and a bunch of bunnies. <laughs> yeah, amazing. It's a, it's a, it is a Zatanna story with yeah. uh, Dr. Destiny as the villain, if you know that guy. Dr. Destiny. Um, and wait, Dr. Destiny, is he the skull-faced guy? He is the skull-faced guy. Okay, uh, just a, a quick aside. Hmm. He's only appeared in three comics. <laughs> like he's like he's been in a few. Comics. He's not been in a lot of things. I had a woman come into the store, say six years ago, and she was from Brazil, and her favorite character <laughs> was Doctor Destiny. And I was like, "Are you sure we're not having a miscommunication?" She's like, "No, no, no, Skullface," and the I was like, "I don't know that that's, huh? How?" <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around yeah, it. Like she weird. had some sort of early exposure to this character in a uh, comic and she was like looking for other appearances of this character and I was like well uh Wikipedia yeah. says that he's been in six comics ever. <laughs> I think he's been in, in more than that now. Um but yeah, he actually had a like a weird like you never the reason he's a skull face guy. No. Like he was originally just like a guy. Uh, like a you know typical villain looking guy and then um, in the when they brought him into Justice League uh, they basically made it so that he had done something to himself where he could no longer dream and so because of yes. the fact that he could no longer dream his physical appearance started he started wasting away and he became like all waxy and weird and so yeah. he was not really skull faced he just had like no like he was just like all gross and and then that's just what they kind of kept him as that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we have an awesome issue here, uh, an awesome book here from Dark Horse called Untold Horror. I'm very excited about this book. I'm going to be taking it home tonight, but we will still have a copy at least. Uh, amazing interviews with Joe Dante, George Romero, Brian Usna. It's it's awesome. This is this is the book for 80s horror fans. It is it's just full of amazing stuff. Bill Lustig is a part of this, like just really, really cool people. Nice. So yeah, if, if that's your, if that's your bag, if you like Fangoria and have been bored with the last fucking two years of its reboot, because it sucked, um, 
There you go. <laughs> this is what you want. Nice. Uh, okay, uh, we've gotten past that Vampirus Carmarella magazine number five. Oh man, I love that Vampirus Carmella. Me too. Comic Even magazine. though she's named after that chicken that Gonzo has sex with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't make the rules. Uh, Walking Dead Deluxe number twenty-one is out. Warhammer forty k Sisters of Battle number one of five. Nice. Um, we've got Way of X, which I loved. Way of X was so good. This is leading into the onslaught issue that is coming afterwards, and this is this onslaught shit is bonkers. What is going on? The the progressive villainy of uh, Professor X is getting insane. <laughs> And it is like it's he has gone from like mildly malevolent to like straight up like Dr. Doom over the last month. And he Hmm. is like straight up Dr. Dooming right now. Hmm. And, you know, and there is a there is an onslaught out there in the world. So that's pretty great. Hmm. I liked it. Um, And what's Michael trade paperback number two? It's got an adorable cat. I love that series. It's really fun. Um, we've got... Oh, fuck. Something happened in X-Corp, didn't it? We're sold out of everything. Oh, some fucking dumb scalper thing. Just fuck everybody. <laughs> what? I just noticed we were sold out of everything in X-Corp. I don't know what happens, but... <laughs> we don't blow through that many copies of a book that quickly without it being something. Huh. Uh, that book's not that popular. Some some dumb thing happens. Um X-Men Trial of Magneto. Holy this. shit. I love it. Return of form return to form for villainous Magneto as well. Yeah. And it's But also like I don't I kind of don't blame him for Yeah. You know, like well, this is basically he's being framed for the murder of the Scarlet Witch. Yes. And everybody's like you clearly killed her and it's he's like yeah, I didn't. And then they're like and then he's like why why don't we bring her back to life? And they're like, well, we have this rule that we can't return humans to life, which makes no fucking sense. And then they all vote to like yep. this, like the council votes to not bring her back to life. Well, and then- OK, I mean, granted, we're kind of we're supposed to we're supposed to account for a fresh slate for everybody at this point. But that whole thing where she killed every mutant on Earth except for 138 of them was kind of a big deal, or 198 of them. Yeah, but even then, she didn't do it because she, like, decided to do it. She did it because, like, she was or depowered, totally freaked out and said a thing. You know, it's like she literally just said a word. It's not like she decided to kill all the mutants. True, but I mean, like, that... Completely freaked out and has weird reality fritzing powers. And that was the... The vote at the beginning of House of X, they start House of X way back then with her in a coma. Professor X has put her in a coma and they're like, we got to vote. Are we going to kill her? Yeah, Because she will fucking destroy the world. You know, are we going to kill this one person to save millions of lives? And they vote to kill her and then they just don't get to do it. Yeah. They just don't manage to get that far. Yeah. The plan was to kill her because she can really mess stuff up. But they don't vote to kill Brian Braddock's brother. No. <laughs> who's way worse. I don't know. It's all it's all just subjective, man. Right. Of course it is. But this is this Proteus is, didn't get voted to be killed. He does just the same shit. That's true. Proteus is 
Proteus, Proteus worse. Proteus was like had the same powers, but actively wanted to end everybody. Yeah, Scarlet Witch was just like depressed. It's like okay, like and then yeah, Professor X, this like she was a mutant at the she time. She was a mutant at the time, and I guarantee you, she's going to be a mutant again. I, I I mean, this this is exactly what's going on. I mean, yeah. of course, that's what this tie-in is. It's yeah. it's to make her a mutant again. Yeah, it has to be. It's to be like, oh, wait a minute. It turns out. Yeah. Oh, now that the movie studio has the rights to the X-Men, we can not have to. We can find a way to pretend that five years of comics that we made (laughs) don't actually matter. Uh, Don't let corporate things decide your storyline. Too late. They do. They will. They always will. As Um, long as corporations exist. But I got to say, again. But it was really good. Trial of Great issue. Yeah. Great issue. I still say Magneto sometimes. Magneto. And that is it. That is after the trial of Magneto. We are done. And that's it. That was a a lengthy one. That was a lengthy one. Sorry about the blabs. (laughs) So much blabs, but it was great. Um, (laughs) Sorry about clicking my pen earlier in there. That's okay. Now my fucking chair is all squeaky, so we got a bunch of terrible noises in the background. Uh, So those are the things. Uh, First Friday in October, we're going to be doing an amazing thing for Halloween. We are moving our free comic book day to to Halloween and we're going to do a special event and it's going to be very fun and I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. Does it involve dressing up? It does involve dressing up and it also involves all sorts of it involves people around the town. Oh. It's going to be a whole shenanigan. I'm Ooh, really excited. Like multiple stores? Indeed. Ooh. Indeedly doodly. So, uh, He's away. Yeah, so check in with that. I'm very excited for Free Comic Book Day this year, which is also Halloween Comic Book Day. Uh, nice. and uh, And we will see you next time. Follow us at CoastCityComics.com, at I'm Actually Comics, and uh, buy things from CoastCityComics.com. That would be great. Do it. And, uh, and we will see you. Good night, everybody. Bye.